Praise God, praise God. Welcome to Genesis 1 Christian Ministries. Pastor Mike here. Glad you could join us today. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, in the name of Jesus, we praise you. We magnify thy most glorious name. We thank you for this wonderful day that you have made, O Lord, and we shall rejoice and be also glad in it. Heavenly Father, as we've gathered here, O Lord God, to partake of your word today, we ask that Holy Spirit will minister to every single listener that is here today, O Lord, in the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, I give this time and this space entirely over to you, O Lord. Take it where you will, for your honor and your glory and your praise. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen, amen, and amen. Praise God, praise God. Again, welcome to Genesis 1. I'm glad you could join us here today. And uh, I just want to just mention to you, and as we get into the message here, that we've all been praying for blessings and for issues in our lives and so forth and asking God to watch over us, over us and to guide us through the many ups and downs of life. And um, many times, of course, we are indeed blessed and uh, um, God is working in your life. Make no mistake about it. And if you've experienced blessings uh, from God, then uh, hallelujah, praise him and thank him and everything. But there's something that we all need to remember, and that is after we have been blessed and after we have received a mighty a mighty burden lifting off of us and have been, you know, so dragged down for so many months or maybe even years and God has blessed you that we can't wind up getting puffed up, okay? We cannot get puffed up. Don't become puffy, as I say, because the Lord has blessed you and now you're riding high. You're riding high on a cloud, you know, and, and as we continue to be blessed, we need to remember that there are certain behaviors that we have to make sure that we follow after we have indeed been blessed, again, so that we do not wind up getting puffy. And uh, as usual, uh, going to the Word of God is the best way to determine what, what it is that we need to do. And we're going to do that today by going to Joshua chapter 7. Joshua chapter 7. Amen, amen. And if you haven't, uh, if you haven't already uh, gotten your Bible, uh, hit pause and go get your Bible and then come back and join us. It's important for us to uh, be able to read along together so that you can see and read the Word of God for yourself. Amen, amen. So with jo Joshua chapter 7, we're going to start with uh, verse number 1. But before we actually go there, verse number 6 as background information uh, Joshua uh, number six, chapter six, talks about where they, uh, you know, the battle of Jericho, the, the tumbling down of the walls, that major, major defeat that Israel had over Jericho, and that was a wondrous thing. God indeed performed miracles. Uh, Joshua and Israel saw God at his best work, almost, if you want to call it that. Um, you know, I mean, God, all of God's work is wonderful, obviously, but uh, this was a particularly uh, miraculous event where the walls of, of Jericho came tumbling down, you may remember. So if you want to go back and read that, that's what it's all about. But in context to today's message, they had a, a major blessing there. God came through for them and brought them this major, major uh, triumph, this major, major victory over Jericho with the walls tumbling down. It was a major event, and therefore it was a big blessing. And we, many times, have major events and big blessings in our lives. So that's where I want to bring the two together. How what the Word of God is saying here in these chapters, in these words, how does that impact us? Or, or what message does it give to us here today in the 21st century? The same message that God was giving to Israel. Okay, so again, background information, Joshua 6 was the victory that they had with the Battle of Jericho. And now we go into Joshua uh, number 7, verse 1. But the children of Israel committed a trespass in the accursed thing. For Achan, the son of Carmi, the son of Zabdi, the son of Zerah, of the tribe of Judah, took of the accursed thing, and the anger of the Lord was kindled against the children of Israel. Okay, now in chapter 6, God had told them certain things that they should not take of. 
that they shouldn't partake of, okay, certain of the silver and, and things like that. They said they should leave, uh, God said they should leave there because it would be, be an accursed thing for them to take it. But in, verse, in chapter 7, we see otherwise. Okay, so it says in the end of 7, 1, And the anger of the Lord was kindled against the children of Israel because they took of the accursed thing. Verse 2, And Joshua sent men from Jericho uh, to Ai, or to Ai, which is beside Beth Haven, on the east side of Bethel, and spake unto them, saying, Go up and view the country. And the men went up into Ai. And they returned to Joshua and said unto him, let not all the people go up, but let about two or three thousand men go up and smite I, and make not all the people to labor thither, for they are but few. Okay, so now you see here, they got puffed up. They saw how easily they won the battle of Jericho. Okay, so now they're saying there, don't send up everyone, just send up two or three thousand men. And it says because they are but, but a few. You know, the, the inhabitants of I that they were going to have to defeat are only but a few. So they felt, ah, it'll be easy picking. Don't send everyone up, just send two or three thousand men. Okay, now if you notice here also, the word of God does not say they consulted God. Okay, it said that, and then they returned to Joshua and said unto them, let not all the people go. But let about two or three thousand men go up and smite I, and make not all the people to labor thither, for they are but few. They didn't consult God, but they decided on their own that these are the number of people that we're going to send. Verse 4, So they went up thither of the people about three thousand men, and they fled before the men of I. Okay, underline that the word fled. They went up thither of the people about three thousand men, and they fled before the men of Ai. And the men of I smote of them about thirty-six men, for they chased them from before, they chased them from before the gate, uh, for the gate even unto Shevarim, and smote them, and smote them in the going down, and wherefore the hearts of the people melted and became as water. Okay, so about thirty-six people were killed, were beaten, and they ran. They were they fled because the men of Ai beat them, beat them, and because of that the people became very afraid. It says their hearts melted and became as water. They became very afraid because of the, the beating that they had taken. Verse number six. And Joshua rent his clothes and fell to the earth upon his face before the ark of the Lord until, until eventide, he and the elders of Israel, and put dust upon their heads. And Joshua said, Alas, O Lord, alas, O Lord God, wherefore hast thou at all brought us this people over Jordan to deliver us into the hand of the Amorites to destroy us? Would to God we had been content and dwelt on the other side of Jordan. Now he's crying out to, to God because of their defeat. O Lord, what shall I say when Israel turneth their backs before their enemies? For the Canaanites and all the inhabitants of the land shall hear of it and shall environ around us and cut off our name from the earth. And what wilt thou do unto thy great name? In other words, you know, that, that, that they've, they've been beaten here. And, and Lord, how are you going to let this happen and, and persist? Because, you know, what is this? Our defeat is going to reflect on you, God, and your great name. Okay. And then he says, And the Lord said unto Joshua, Get thee up, wherefore liest thou thus upon thy face? Israel has sinned, Israel has sinned, and they have also transgressed my covenant, which I commanded them. For they have even taken of the accursed thing, and have also stolen, and disassembled also. And they have put it even among their own stuff. Remember, God had told them at Jericho, said, Take certain things, but these certain things you shall not touch, because if whoever touched them, it is an accursed thing unto them. Do not touch those items in, in Joshua 6. Therefore, the children of Israel could not stand before their enemies. God is telling them, Therefore, the children of Israel could not stand before their enemies, because they took of the accursed thing. 
they took of the accursed thing. Therefore, the children of Israel could not stand before their enemies, but turned their backs before their enemies because they were accursed. Because they were accursed. Neither will I be with you anymore, except you destroy the accursed from among you. Okay? So when God gives you certain, certain specific instructions and tells you do not do anything, do not do this, do not do that, especially when it comes down to, to, to particular items, you know, that you may covet, that you may want, Okay, okay, these are things that we have to make sure we follow God very, very closely on. If God says, do not do this, do not do that, um, then we have to make sure that we're following that, okay? God told Israel, don't take certain items, okay? Do not touch them. To touch them would be, would be, be an accursed thing. They are accursed, okay? So therefore, we have to make sure that we're not being tempted just because of our victory, just because of the blessing that we receive to do something that God is specifically telling us not to do. We have to make sure that we do not fall into that trap. Okay, we can't can't let let, let greed. You know, uh, uh, what what is the the the, the uh, other scripture? The love of money is the root of all evil. Okay, not that money is evil, but the love of that money is the root of evil. Okay, I mean we need money to transact business in our our society that we live in today. We don't deal in goats and sheep and animals and whatnot to buy and to purchase things. Okay, money is our source of trade, if you will. Okay, but we can't. But the love of that winds up becoming an accursed thing, can become an accursed thing in our lives, and therefore cause us to lose future blessings, okay, or to cause us to go downhill even after we've be, uh, been blessed. So this is why I say we can't become puffy, okay, just because God has blessed us and given us a major victory before. Going forward, we need to make sure that we're still, uh, uh, have God with us to make sure that we can, can, uh, can, can win future victory and <clears throat> can benefit from the blessings that God has planned for us, okay? But here, getting back to what they said there, because they were accursed, neither will I be with you anymore, except you destroy the accursed from among you, okay? Now, up, sanctify the people. This is what God's telling Joshua. Up, sanctify the people and say, sanctify yourselves against uh, against tomorrow. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, there is an accursed thing in the midst of thee, O Israel. Thou canst not stand before thine enemies until you take away the cursed thing from among you. Okay? So the cursed thing here that was among them, God knew that the, the cursed thing was there. God is saying, I can't bless you any further. I'm not going to be here with you. I'm not going to fight for you until you remove the cursed thing from among you. Okay? So we, again, we have to make sure that we don't have anything that's in our lives Anything that is in our lives that could be an accursed thing. It could be something that God has told us not to do. There are many things, of course, in the Word of God that we as Christians just don't, don't partake of. We cannot be dealing with and be involved with the things that God has told us not to do in His Word. We can't be involved in, in all sorts of lifestyles where, the God, where God specifically tells us we should not be involved in those particular lifestyles. Okay, We should not be hanging around people that are going to help us or cause us to fall, Okay, especially if we're struggling through a particular time. And maybe we're spiritually weakened, and we give in to the to the pulling to the pulling of those that may be around us, those that we call friends, okay, and even family members for that matter. But if God says, "Do not touch something," "Do not do this," "Do not do that," in essence, that <clears throat> that is an accursed thing that God is telling you to stay away from. And because of greed, or because of coveting, or because of the lust of things uh, that's in your life, you wind up gravitating toward those things, and you and you participate in that lifestyle, or you do it, or you take of it, or whatever that might be against what God told you to do, then in essence, you've brought an accursed thing in your life, okay? And it can cause problems for you and those around you. It can cause problems for you as well as your family. 
So you got to make sure there's no sin in the camp, so to speak. All right. You have to make sure that you're not doing that. Okay. It says, there's an accursed thing in the midst of the O Israel. Thou canst not stand before your enemies until you take away the accursed thing from among you. Our biggest enemy today in this modern age, I mean, he, he has always been man's enemy, but in today, especially because we're not actually fighting wars with people individually, you and I are not in battle against against enemies. We're not we're not in battle against Canaanites, so to speak. Amen. But we do have Canaanites in our in our lives, so to speak, and that is in the terms in terms of of, of, of any 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 uh, darts and arrows that the enemy is throwing at us. The enemy being Satan himself, of course. Okay, we all have these challenges. We all have things that are coming before us. So we have Canaanites in our land, so to speak, and those are the many things that may be coming against us as Christians, okay? You know, you know you're praying for a new job, and, and perhaps there's someone at work that actually does not want you to have that new job, you know? So that person, in a way, is kind of like you, you're Canaanite in your life, so to speak, because this person is acting counter to you. He's acting counter to what God would desire for you. Amen? So we can have these wars and these battles in our lives, even though we don't have Philistines and Canaanites confronting us on a daily basis. Amen. But we have to make sure, though, that, 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 that we are able to withstand the onslaught of the enemy when God is telling us what to do. Okay? Because if God is not there to protect us, not there to guide us, then we, we wind up like the children of Israel, running from, from the men of I and being defeated. Amen. And we do not want to be defeated in this life by anything that may be around us or anything that may be coming against us. Amen. Amen. So then we go on to verse 14, and it says, in the morning, therefore, you shall be brought according to your tribes, and it shall be that the tribe which the Lord taketh shall come according to the families thereof, and the family which the Lord shall take shall come by households, and the household which the Lord shall take shall come man by man. Okay, so every single household, every single family, every single man was going to be interviewed, so to speak, if you will. You know, it was going to, they were going to be looked at. Where is this accursed thing? Okay, and it shall be, verse 15, that... Uh, that he that is taken with the accursed thing shall be burnt with fire, he and all that he has, because he has transgressed the covenant of the Lord, and because he hath wrought folly in Israel, okay, because what he did brought folly or brought problems to Israel, okay, because what this one individual did, he brought folly to Israel, okay, and to all those that are around him, okay, it says there, uh, he that is taken with the accursed thing shall be burnt with fire, he and all that he has, because he has transgressed the covenant of the Lord, and because he has brought folly in Israel. So Joshua rose up early in the morning and brought Israel by their tribes, and the tribe of Judah was taken. And he brought the family of Judah, and he took the family of the Zarites, and brought, he brought the family of the Zarites man by man, and Zabdi was taken. And he brought his household man by man, and Achan, on the line Achan, Achan, the son of Carmi, the son of, son of Zabdi, the son of Zerah, of the tribe of Judah, was taken. And Joshua said unto Achan, My son, give, I pray thee, glory to the Lord. Give, I pray thee, glory to the Lord God of Israel, and make confession unto him. And tell me now what thou hast done, hide it not from me. And Achan answered Joshua and said, Indeed, I have sinned against the Lord God of Israel, and thus and thus have I done. When I saw, on the line of the word saw, when I saw among the spoils a goodly Babylonish garment and 200 shekels of silver and a wedge of gold of 50 shekels weight that I coveted them and took them 
and behold, they are hid in the earth in the midst of my tent and the silver under it. Okay, so there it is. He made his confession to Joshua. He was the one that brought sin into the camp. He was the one that partook of the of the uh, of the accursed thing. And look look at what the word of God says here. He says that in verse twenty one. He says, "When I saw among the spoils a goodly Babylonish garment and two hundred shekels of silver and a wedge of gold of fifty six shekels weight, that I coveted them and took them." Okay, here it is again. It's what he saw. What he saw with the eyes. With the eyes. The same way the word of God speaks about Eve in the garden when she saw the fruit. When she saw all the fruit that it was good and it was pleasing to the eyes okay the enemy will give us things the enemy will put shiny objects in front of us the enemy will put shiny objects in front of you to tempt you away from doing what god is telling you to do okay and in today's age we may not see a see a, a beautiful garment from babylon or, or shekels of uh, gold and and silver and so forth but the, the the things that the enemy will dangle in front of you even though god said don't do it even though god said don't partake of it don't go that way those things get dangled in front of us and it, it becomes attractive okay okay it becomes attractive oh yeah I'm, i'll go down to that bar and hang out with those dudes one more time and so forth it'll be okay yeah i'll go with her with the night out with the girls and whatnot and leave my husband at home or yeah yeah oh yeah 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 i i can cheat on this i can cheat on that i can get a few extra dollars here and there you know i can lie i can steal i can do this i can do that the enemy will put those dangle things before you even though explicitly god said don't do it even though God said, don't go there. Even though God said, don't be with them. The devil dangles those little shiny objects in front of us and we wind up weakening, okay? It says that when I saw these things, he said, I coveted them and I took them, okay? So the want, the want to covet is to, is to badly, it's greatly and badly want something. You know, when you covet something, you're lusting after it. I mean, you're just, you're just at all costs, you got to have this thing. Oh, man, it looks so beautiful. It looks so good. I got to have this thing. Just think what I can do with this new thingamajig. Just think what I can do with this. It doesn't matter how I go about getting it or the mere fact that God said, don't go there with that particular object or that thought or that thing or that person. You know, this seems so appealing to me at the time that I'm just going to go on and take it. So he says, he says, I coveted them and took them. And behold, they are hid in the earth in the midst of my tent and the silver under it. So Joshua sent messengers, and they ran into the tent, and behold, it was hid in the tent, in his tent, and the silver under it. And they took them out of the midst of the tent, and brought them unto Joshua, and unto all the children of Israel, and laid them out before the Lord. And Joshua and all of Israel with him took Achan, the son of Zerah, and the silver, and the garment, and the wedge of gold, and his sons, and his daughters, and his oxen, and his asses, and his sheep, and his tent, and all that he had, and they brought them into the valley of Achor. Okay, now here his whole family here now is being impacted. And Joshua said, what hast, thou, um, what hast thou troubled us? The Lord shall trouble thee this day. And all Israel stoned them with stones, and burned them with fire. And after they had stoned them with stones, okay? And they raised over him a great heap of stones unto this day. So the Lord, the Lord turned from the fierceness of his anger, wherefore the name of that place was called the Valley of Achor unto this day, okay? So because of what he did by partaking of the accursed thing, the thing that, that God explicitly told him not to partake of, he did. And he admitted, he says, he coveted them. He saw this garment from Babylon that was so beautiful, he just couldn't resist all the silver and all this gold, that he went against what God had actually told him to do, okay? And then as a result, not only was he killed, but his whole family, his whole family was impacted by this 
bad decision to partake of the accursed thing. You see, see, and the important thing here is, is, is it's not only the things that he took of, but it was the direct disobedience to God. God said, do not do this, and he did it anyway. Okay, and this is, is what can happen to us as a result of our decisions to do what God has told us not to do through his written word and through prayer and Holy Spirit is speaking to you and you wind up doing what God has told you not to do. Not only does it impact you, but it has potential to impact you, your family as well. It can impact your wife, your husband, your, your, your children, you, you know, you know, your extended, your cousins, your aunts. I mean, you never know how far this thing could go. But that's the example that this, these particular scriptures point out to us. Okay, if God says don't do that we cannot do that okay and the other thing here too that that really set the stage here was that they decided to go into this battle the battle of i they went in against us without consulting god okay whereas before they followed god's explicit instructions uh for the battle of jericho there you know marching around the wall once every for seven days and so on with the trumpets and so on at the, the appropriate time to give up that shout they followed god's instructions to the t to the letter Okay. But this time, they got so puffy, they got puffed up in themselves, they didn't even consult God. They just said, ah, there but a few people. We can take them. We can take them. Only send two or three thousand men. And as a result of not consulting God, they wound up being defeated. And the same thing can happen to us. Okay, So there's a couple of lessons in this thing. We have to make sure that we're always following God's directions if we want to continue to be victorious. We can't go just planning to do things without, without God because the decisions... The plan that you make, the plan that you make to overcome a problem or to defeat a problem in your life, absent God's instructions, could be disastrous for you. If there's something that you're praying for, okay, or if you've had, you know, like I started saying, if you've had a tremendous blessing from God already, don't get puffy here now. And all of a sudden, with this next thing that's before you, this next problem, this next challenge that is before you, don't get puffy and all of a sudden you figure out that you know how to, to defeat this problem by yourself and you, and you wind up not going to God. Okay, then instead you're thinking about doing things to overcome this problem, but you're not thinking about praying about it. Okay, you're not thinking about asking the Lord, how shall I proceed? This can be disastrous, saint of God. It can absolutely be disastrous. It can be just like the result of the battle of I. Okay, if we try to do things in ourselves without God's instruction, the decisions that we make, make, make can be, can be re really very detrimental to our well-being. You know, it can be a problem that we could be creating for ourselves. Okay, why? Because we don't know the future. Okay, we don't know where the traps may be lying. And putting this on everyday terms, maybe it is you're praying for a tremendous breakthrough, a tremendous blessing and so forth, but you don't know where the minefields are in terms of the people that may be opposing you in this particular blessing, the things, the, the circumstances or the timing. You don't know you don't know what's going on into the future, but God knows. God does. Okay, so God therefore can tell you how to go about overcoming this thing that you're praying for right now. Okay, so don't go moving forward without consulting God, whatever you do. Don't go getting puffy now just because God blessed you before, just because God took you out of a situation before and gave you a tremendous breakthrough. Don't go now getting so puffy in yourself that you wind up thinking you can do this without God. Because you don't know what the cards hold. You don't know what's out there in the future. God does. God knows exactly every single step that he wants you to take. Amen. So therefore, if you plan it by yourself, it can wind up being disastrous for you. Okay. And then, then the other side again, now, you know, that's the first part. Don't make this decision to go fight the battle of I without consulting God. I think that all you need is minimal resources. 
Oh, I can fix this problem myself. All I need to do is do so and so and so and so. It's an easy thing to fix because all I, I know so and so. I can pick up and call so and so. I can send an email or a text message to so and so and get it done. You know, oh, it's an easy thing. You're all puffed up now because of the success you had before. That was so easy because God made it very easy for you. All you have to do is walk around it, walk around the city. Okay, so maybe it was easy for you this last time around. So don't go getting puffy now and start thinking you can do this next thing by yourself. Okay, okay, and again, whatever it is God told you not to do, make sure you don't do it. Okay, make sure you don't do it. That's partaking of the accursed thing because God has given you specific instructions what you should or should not do. Okay, so you have to make sure of that. Okay, and then going forward, make sure that you pray about what are the steps to take. Okay, and now we can see a turnaround, we can see a reversal here because uh, if you go into chapter 8 and it says, uh, And the Lord said unto Joshua, Fear not, neither be thou dismayed. Take all the people of war with thee and rise up, go to Ai. Okay, now they failed at Ai. Now God is telling them what to do. See, I have given unto thy hand the king of Ai and his people and his city and his land. And thou shalt do to Ai and her king as thou didst unto Jericho and her king. Only the spoil thereof and the cattle thereof shall you take for a prey unto thyselves. Lay thee an ambush for the city behind it. Okay, now, here God is giving them specific instructions. Okay, and God reminded them, okay, he said that you shall take the city the way you did, the way you did Jericho. All right, but now, see, it took Joshua the time, it took, it, it, it took Achan and partaking of the accursed thing and the defeat that they had at I on their own. It took Joshua to cry out to the Lord and realize to you is, I better call upon the Lord on how to move forward with this, okay? I can't risk trying to do this myself. So he told him, it says, you shall do to I and her king as you did unto Jericho and her king. Only the spoil thereof and the cattle shall you take for a prey unto yourselves. Lay thee, uh, lay thee in ambush for the city behind it. So Joshua rose and all the people of war to go up against Ai. And Joshua chose out 30,000 mighty men of valor and sent them away by night. And he commanded them saying, behold, you shall lie in wait against the city, even behind the city. Go not very far from the city, but be you all ready. You see, now there's a plan. Now there's a plan, a strategic action here that God is giving him. Okay, Verse 5, And I and all the people that are with me will approach unto the city, and it shall come to pass when they come out against us, as at the first that we will flee before them. Okay, So they saying we're going to approach the city, and when they see us, they're going to come out against us, and we're going to run. Okay, And we're going to run. It's a planned action, and we're going to run. For they will come out after us till we have drawn uh, them from the city. For they will say, they flee from us as at the first. Therefore, we will flee before them. Okay, so they're saying that the men of the eye are going to say, see, look, they're running. Let's go after them again. Okay, we chased them, we defeated them again. Let's go after them. Verse 7, then you shall rise up from the ambush and seize, unto, uh, seize upon the city. For the Lord your God will deliver it into your hand. And it shall be, when you have taken the city, that you shall set the city on fire, according to the commandment of the Lord, shall you do. See, I have commanded you. Okay, and here's a detailed plan of action here that they're going to go upon doing now. Okay, now, nine. Joshua therefore sent them forth, and they went to lie in ambush, and abode between Bethel and Ai on the west side of Ai. But Joshua lodged that night among the people. And Joshua rose up early in the morning and numbered the people and went up, he and the elders of Israel, before the people of Ai. And all the people, even the people of war that were with him, went up and drew nigh and came, uh, came before the city and pitched on the north side of Ai. 
Now there was a valley between them and I. Okay, now here's where it rolls out. And he took about 5,000 men and set them to lie in ambush. Okay, lie in ambush between Bethel and I on the west side of the city. And when they had set the people, even all the host that was on the north of the city and their, and their, their liars in wait on the west of the city, Joshua went that night into the midst of the valley. And it came to pass when the king of Ai saw it, that they hasted and rose up early, and the men of the city went out against Israel to battle. He, he and all his people at a time appointed before the plain, but he wist not that there were liars in ambush against him behind the city. So he didn't know. He didn't know they were waiting to ambush him. All he knew knew that they saw Israel, so they're ready to go into battle. And Joshua and all Israel made as if they were beaten before them and fled by the way of the wilderness. Again, according to the plan, they pretend like they were beaten and they, just, they decided to flee. And all the people that were in Ai were called together to pursue after them. And they pursued after Joshua and were drawn away from the city. Again, picture this. If this was like a Hollywood movie, you know. You know, they saw Israel. They decided to go after Israel. So all of the men in the city gathered together. Hey, there they are. Let's go get them. Let's go get them. There they are. Okay, they went charging after them. 17. And there was not a man left in Ai or Bethel that went out, that went not out after Israel, and they left the city open and pursued after Israel. Okay, so in their haste to defeat Israel and whatnot, now and plus they were so confident that because they beat Israel before, remember, they beat Israel before when they went out on this plan that they hadn't consulted God about. They, they, you know, Ai, the men of Ai beat Israel before, so now they're saying, let's go go after them again, and they emptied out the city. Everybody, everybody went after them. They emptied out the city. In verse 18, And the Lord said unto Joshua, Stretch out the spear that is in thy hand towards I, for I will give it unto thy hand. Joshua, God is telling Joshua now, Do this, and I'm going to give you the city. Okay. As a matter of fact, it says there, uh, Stretch out the spear in hand, for I will give it unto thy hand. God is saying, Do this, stretch out your spear toward the city, and I have given it to you. Joshua stretched out the spear that he had in his hand toward the city, and the ambush arose quickly out of their place, and they ran as soon as he stretched out his hand, and they entered into the city and took it, and hasted and set the city on fire. Okay, don't forget, the men had been drawn away by one part of Israel there, okay, thinking that they'd be able to defeat them, go after them, and then when they did that, Israel came out from behind and took the city. And when the men of Ai looked behind them, they saw, and behold, the smoke of the city ascended up to heaven. And they had no power to flee this way or that. And the people that fled to the wilderness turned back unto the, into the, upon the pursuers. So here they were trapped. Okay, God, had, God gave Joshua this perfect strategy here, what to do. Draw them out, and then when they realize what's happening, they go back, and by that time you've come up behind them, and therefore you've trapped them. 21. And when Joshua and all Israel saw that the ambush had taken the city, and that the smoke of the city ascended, then they turned again and slew the men of Ai. You see that? Brilliant. Okay, and slew the men of Ai. And the other issued out of the city against them, so they were in the midst of Israel, some on this side and some on that side, and they smote them, so that they let none of them remain or escape. Can you imagine? I mean, that would be a wonderful movie to, <laughs> to be made, to see how that battle panned out. Okay, he drew them out of the city. When the men came out, they turned around, they saw what was happening back in the city. They decided they're going to run back to defend, and then Israel came from the other sides and, and, and encircled them. Okay, and wound up capturing them all together and slaying them. And the king of Ai, uh, and the king of Ai, they took alive and brought him to Joshua. And it came to pass when Israel had made uh, an, uh, an end of slaying all the inhabitants of Ai in the field in the wilderness, wherein they chased them. 
and when they were all fallen on the edge of the sword until they were consumed, that all Israelites returned unto Ai and smote it with the edge of the sword. And so it was that all that fell that day, both of men and women, were 12,000, even all the men of Ai. You see, God defeated them totally. Why? Because they had followed God's directions to the letter, which they hadn't done the first time around. That's what we need to make sure we're going to do all the time. When God is giving us a plan, you've been praying for something, or you're praying for something right now that you're praying for, that is, is really, it's a battle for you. Something is lying before you that you're, you're really hoping for a, a victory over, you know, and you, you had a victory already before, an easy victory. Maybe it wasn't an easy victory, but God gave you a victory, and now don't, don't get puffed up here and think you can do it yourself. Go back to God again and let God give you specific directions in terms of what needs to be done. Okay, the same right here. And God will give you specific directions and you follow them to the letter. Don't go trying to do something yourself. Don't think it would be a better idea if I did this or did that. Make sure that you follow exactly what God is telling you to do. Verse 26, For Joshua drew not his hand back wherewith he stretched out, out the spear until he had utterly destroyed all the inhabitants of Ai. Only the cattle and the spoil of the, that city Israel took for a prey unto themselves, according unto the word of the Lord, which he commanded Joshua. And Joshua burnt Ai, and made it a heap forever, even a desolation unto this day. And the king of Ai, he hanged on a tree until eventide, and as soon as the sun was down, Joshua commanded that they should take his carcass down from the tree, and, and cast it, it at the entering, entering of the gate of the city and raised up thereon a, a great heap of stones that remaineth unto this day. Then Joshua uh, built an altar unto the Lord God of Israel in Mount Ebal to give praise and thanks for what was done, how Israel was, uh, had a victory over these people. As Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded the children of Israel, as it is written in the book of the law of Moses, an altar, an altar of uh, whole stones over which no man has lifted up any iron, and they offered thereupon Thereon burnt offerings unto the Lord and sacrificed peace offerings. They went to church, in other words, okay? okay. They lifted up offerings and praised God and thanked God for the, for the victory that they had, which is something that we have to make sure we always remember to do, you know, to praise God and thank Him for the victories that He's given us in the various areas of our lives. Amen. Uh, verse 32, And he wrote there upon the stones a copy of the law of Moses, which he wrote in the presence of the children of Israel. And all, the, and, uh, all Israel and their elders and officers and their judges stood on this side of the ark and on that side before the priests, the Levites, which bear the ark of the covenant of the Lord, as well as the stranger, as well the stranger, as he that was born among them, half of them over against uh, Mount Gerizim, and half of them over against Mount Ebal as Moses the servant of the Lord had commanded before, that they should bless the people of Israel. And afterwards he read all the words of the law, the blessings and cursings according to all that is written in the book of the law. There was not a word, a word of all that Moses commanded, which Joshua read not before all the congregation, with the women and the little ones and the strangers that were conversant with them. Okay, so you see there that uh, um, that, that 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 God wanted bringing them through a tremendous uh, victory again this time because of the fact that they they followed exactly what God told them to do. Nothing more, nothing less. When God told. Joshua raised that spear in his hand. That's exactly what Joshua did. He raised up that spear to, to, uh, to indicate when to go forward. He didn't hold the spear down or to the side. He raised it up toward the city, God told him, pointed towards Ai, the city of Ai. And that's what he did, and they were defeated. They wound up winning. Okay? All right. Again, so what we're talking about here is a couple of things relative to, um, to our Christian walk. You know, and, and 
all of us, you know, all of us have various times in our lives where we need a blessing. There's something that we're wrestling with, something that we're struggling with. Uh, 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 and, and we remember that God gave us a victory in, in, in everything, gave us a victory in some other events or some other areas, areas of our lives. And we are so joyful and happy about that, that we wind up again getting puffy, as I call it. You, you get puffed up, you get over, overly confident that you can, you can do this also, okay? Don't forget the fact that the victory that you had over that past event wasn't because of anything that you did. It was because of what God told you to do, and you followed instructions to the letter, okay? The past victory that you just had, you know, last month, a week ago, or whatever it was last year, whatever that major victory was, you know, you, 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 you succeeded. You came through because you followed specifically what God told you to do, okay? So whatever this thing is coming up, for you now in the future, don't get so puffed up and overconfident thinking that you can plan your way through it. That's the whole issue of this story here, okay? Don't go thinking that you can win that battle with your plans. And most importantly also is during the time, you know, make sure you don't have sin in your camp. Make sure you're not partaking of the accursed thing. Whatever it is that God told you not to take or not to be involved with, not to do, uh, thoughts to have or whatever it may be, people, places, things, actions, whatever it was that God told you not to do, make sure you do not do it because you, by you doing that, your, your, your action is in, 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 um, in, you know, you're taking that accursed thing, you're doing what God told you not to do into your camp. You're bringing it into your home. So therefore you have to make sure that you are not you are not, you are not letting that happen. Amen, amen, amen. And make sure you always seek God, seek his face for whatever it is that you need to do in the name of Jesus, okay? Let him plan your life. He knows every single place that every single, uh, uh, where the enemy is hiding, you know? He knows where the enemy is hiding. He knows where those people are, where those events, where those situations are in your life that may prevent you from becoming uh, victorious over whatever it is that you're praying for now, you know, whatever it is that's in the future, your future prayer that's there. God knows where all of the the, 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 the hidden the hidden attacks are by the enemy. He knows where the events are. God may need to move some things around in your life, may, may need to move some people out of the way before he can get you into that new position that you're praying for, for that new home, that car, what it is that you're hoping for. God may need to do some things, and he knows what the actions are that need to be done, okay? But you don't. All right, so don't go planning to that. Don't go thinking, oh, well, it's so easy. The men are few. We can only need two or 3,000 people. Don't think that this thing that you're praying for and hoping for is so easy that you can accomplish it without God. All I got to do is text so-and-so. All I got to do is call so-and-so. All I got to do is go and see so-and-so. I know them. He's in charge of this. She's in charge of that. I know they can accomplish it. No, no, don't go doing it. You make sure that you're praying and asking God what steps and what actions that you should take. And then he will tell you. He will tell you. Okay, he will give you, quote unquote, the battle plan, if you will. He will give you the strategy, okay, to go through achieving whatever it is that you're praying for, that you're hoping for, and that's in line with his word, of course, in the name of Jesus. Amen, amen. So remember that. Don't don't partake of the accursed thing. Whatever it is God told you to do, don't bring it to your camp. It's going to impact you and your family members, your loved ones possibly, and those that are around you, and make sure you consult his face for all things that you do. Amen, amen. I pray this message was a blessing to you, and I pray that it's hitting home and that it's giving you some uh, some insights into some things that may be going on in your life. Amen. And if these messages are indeed uh, being a blessing to you, then why don't you give the uh, links to uh, to our website, to uh, others, others that you know, others that are around you, so that they may also be blessed. We can be reached at www.genesis1, one word, www.genesis1.sermon.net, genesis1.sermon.net. 
And if you look in the upper right hand corner on that page, you'll see a, a subscribe button. Press on that subscribe button, click on that subscribe button, and then uh, you'll be notified uh, when these messages become available um, as they are released. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Why don't we go to prayer? Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this time that we've had with you, Lord God, and we pray that these words, O oh Lord God, that we've heard today shall stick with us and stay with us, O oh Lord God, as we go through this life, O oh Lord God, always consulting you for all things that we have and all things that we need, O oh Lord, in the name of Jesus. Thank you so much, O oh Lord, for the manifold blessings that you've poured out upon us, O oh Lord God, and now we pray that as we go forward in this life that we shall remember that we shall always consult your face first. We shall always come to you before we take any actions, O oh Lord God, in the name of Jesus. We praise you, Lord. We magnify thy name, O oh Lord, in the matchless name of Jesus. Amen, amen, and amen. Praise God, praise God. Again, if this message was a blessing to you, pass it on to others, O oh Lord God, so that they too may be blessed, O oh Lord, in the name of Jesus. And I pray that you um, have a beautiful, blessed day and the rest of the week that is ahead until you come back again next time and go forth and be blessed. And remember that Jesus is Lord. Amen, amen, and amen.